0: Ed Sheeran's left the, the state. I don't know if he's left the country, but he's left the state. So, we're, we're feverish, feverishly repairing the divots from that massive, um, all those two massive concerts. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, a little bit concerning. It is four days out from the start of the AFL season and I, I don't have my Collingwood membership pack yet. Have you, have you received yours in the mail? I have. All right. So, that's, a, that's alarming. And reason being is if I, if I get to the MCG, Without my Collingwood lanyard, or sticker pack, right? Or uh, what? You, what else do you get? What are you getting at
1: Well, you see, so you wouldn't know, would you? Because you don't have. You yours. wouldn't know. <laughs>
0: you wouldn't know, would you? I oh, I don't know what I'm
1: going to do. No, there's no button in there. You get. Is you, that alarming? Is that you,
0: alarming? Four days out.
1: No. Well, you're not missing much. You get a really shit cap, um, mm. but I must say, and I saw you recently um, during the beach episode. We did the uh, off season episode a couple of weeks ago. I actually had a realization, a bit of an epiphany moment. Those caps you get in the membership pack are always the ugliest pieces of shit uh, mm. that they could ever like put in a box and flog out mm. to you. <laughs> yeah. But I've realized that this, its kind of genius, but it just—they take a bit of uh, maturation. And my yeah, twenty, they do, don't my twenty fifteen yeah. era cap, which was a yeah. dark, dark days for the club, actually now looks of beautiful with all those like outdated brand uh logos on it so there you go
0: yeah and the shape actually it, it it takes on a new kind of shape it's like a it's like a warm pie that's just left out on the uh on the on the mantel yeah, it kind of
1: compresses to, and gets a bit yeah, grubby around the really edges good.
0: have i have i ever told you my idea for because I, I think i think collingwood membership needs a needs a, a a slight overhaul did i ever tell you about my my big idea for collingwood membership no <laughs> Okay, stick with me on this one. Um, it's abolishing the current sort of membership structure and adopting a a frequent flyer type approach. Ah, like you mentioned this, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. incentivized. Th- it, hear me out, right? So there's there's membership tiers. Mm-hmm. So for example, there could be silver, gold, and platinum. Right, and it's based on years of membership, but also there's an extra layer here. This is where it gets really interesting. There's a frequent flyer point system based on things like the number of home and away games you attend. Yeah, um, the amount of merchandise you purchase, food and drinks, all of this stuff, you collect points throughout the season. So, the idea is that you're encouraging engagement, fan engagement. Right. So if you're, th- if you know, if it's a cold Sunday late game, you're not sure whether you're going to go, you could be a couple of points away from getting that gold status.
1: You get max points for the Sunday four forty when it's like eleven degrees. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it was double points. You could do things like that, right? Like you could you could throw in some 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 incentives. Yeah. And then sorry, it gets deeper. There's lounge access at the games. So you enter it's like, you know, like at the airport, you enter the lounge. There's all really nice um, there's like a hot buffet. Mm. Hubcap cheese boards. Beers, cheese boards, everything like that, nice couches. Um, and then you sit and watch the game, but only if you're in that premium tier mm. of membership. So you're sitting behind
1: the glass as you want to do?
0: You're sitting behind the glass, but you might, you know, you might get. I mean, we're losing the amount of seats at the MCG, so we're pr- probably not going to work based on us um, having to give these seats back to Richmond. But yeah, you, you'd essentially be behind the glass, but you'd have a seat as well if you are in that platinum tier. Or yes. that chairman's chairman's lounge, like you'd call it, like the Golden Wing or something like that. I think it, would it, be. it it's already
1: called the President's Club, isn't it? I mean, no, the President's <laughs> Club
0: would be. I see the President's Club as being separate. That's more of a corporate right. event, but you could use points, right? You could use your points to buy into the President's Club.
1: Yes, which you did so, last year.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I was more or less about points. Yeah, that's you know, right. status points. Yep. Still, lo- I lost my Apple AirPods, and they're still like just sitting <laughs> out the front of the MCG. You know how you can track them? <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> <What>? uh, yeah, <laughs> literally, I can see them. Yeah, it's so crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's probably under a table. <laughs> if you somewhere. can track them and so you lost them up.
1: a year ago, have you thought yeah, about that'd be going pretty epic, going right? down to Yarra Park and picking them up?
0: I think, after, I think after the Geelong game, I sort of walked in the vicinity, but I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't see any, and it was very dark, and we just lost. All right, so it is going to be a very, very special episode of Pie Hard. It's going to be a big episode of Pie Hard. We're obviously on the verge of the season. We're going to do a, our season predictions, so mm-hmm. stick around for that. We're also going to dive into, I don't know, the expectations surrounding the Collingwood Football Club this year. They're pretty big. They're pretty high. They're always pretty high, but we'll get into it. This is Pie Hard. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain
1: spot, I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with food factories,
0: as gritty grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy
1: hotspots. He's oh, the smartest guy on the team. You're going to have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham with the MCG for an American to dominate like this.
0: The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. I okay. can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable in oh myself. That's It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. All right, so this is Pie Hard. The Collingwood Cultural Podcast for Pies Fans and Wannabe Pies Fans. We sidestep the stats and analysis for a deep dive into Collingwood culture. The good, the bad, the ugly, and along the way, we unearth the hidden stories, strange beauty, and offbeat culture of this famous football club and beyond. Let's get straight into it. This is hard news. We'll kick off. Oh, you think you're going to kick this one off, Alex? What have you got?
1: The Dacos Academy. um (laughs) Yeah. Was launched, or it's it's kind of confusing. It's it's a it's a press release on the on the website. Mm. In recent days, the Collingwood Football Club is pleased to announce the launch of the Peter Dacos Academy brackets PDA um, for the twenty twenty. I'm not sure they needed the acronym that, to add the PD. <laughs> it's an unfortunate acronym, yeah, yeah, But it would be a public display of affection having Peter down there at the Lexus, mm. um, you know, with all his little cronies, little junior cronies coming through, um, built in his. Uh, built in uh, to resemble the great man himself. Um I don't know whether so, this w-
0: what is it? What is the Peter, what is the Day Well, this is
1: the thing is I don't know whether this was already in existence <laughs> okay. and they've rebranded it or whether mm. they're just launching it for this year, but anyway, the the press release says established in 2012. There you go. It was yeah. it, it was a, it's a, it's a pathway system to the elite level for the oh. next wave of talented footballers aged 19 years and under. Historically, the academy only engaged Collingwood past players to give their children the opportunity to connect with the clubs. So right, a, a nepo kind of nepo
0: fest. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ne- nepo nest. Today, the program is expanded with close to 100 children who are father, son, father, daughter recruits. So this makes me oh. think that maybe they're already onto the Magpie Breeding Academy. Yeah, which this is the academy, isn't it? This is great.
0: Lyrical. So it's just inner, <laughs> it's a sanctum stuff. So if you're a if you're a struggling child from the from the projects, this is not for you. This is just, this is from, this is Turak, this is Hawthorne, well, if you've, yeah. That's what is you might think,
1: it. but it goes on to say that in okay. addition to the 100 children who are father, son, father, daughter recruits, mm. it's a lot of yep. children. It's <laughs> a lots a lot.
0: It's a lot. It's a lot. As well like as catering. First
1: Nations participants and culturally diverse talent. So okay, it's good. kind of a mash together of, yep. of these kind of socially progressive
0: yeah, they've read the room. They've read the room yeah. and they can't just give all of these private school kids, you know, ac- exclusive access for doing nothing more than just being born into a family. So, right, I love it. Yeah. They're just topping it up. They've, t- they've t- topped it up, up, it up in the press with release. Some, yeah, yeah, you know,
1: ethical um, yep. kind of perspective there. But yep. 100 children, 100 father, son, mm. father, daughter. I mean, Jesus, we, we've been bemoaning the fact that the X magpies aren't breeding quick enough, but mm. maybe we've been wrong.
0: Maybe we're wrong, 100. What, what I love about this is, uh, this is it's, I love how Peter mm. has just replaced, you know, the, the club mascot, you know, the 17-year-old kid that dresses up as the magpie and, like, runs along the boundary. Like, that's yeah. gone. I don't yeah. know what that's called, like, one-eyed <laughs> Jock McHale or something. Like, that's dead. Peter yeah. Peter Dacos is now- Front and center on basically every initiative at the Collingwood Football Club. He's down there at training. He's in the film, as we'll talk about in a second. He's We've, we've relaunched the Dacos, Dacos Academy. Collingwood is so bullish on Peter Dacos right now. And I love, you know, because Peter Dacos could have just like slipped off into the ether yeah. as sort of like a, you know, a Luke Skywalker Jedi type, you know, yeah. um, elder statesman of Collingwood Football Club. But he's not. He's like, he's sitting there in his Birkenstocks by the side of the, the, the ground as the, the players are training. He's got his shirt buttoned yep. down to his navel. He's, you know, lizard-like skin, <laughs> tanned, looking really great. <laughs> he's looking really good. He if looks you, good, doesn't he? But he's, the, just, he's just front and centre.
1: The photo in the Peter mm. Dacos Academy uh, mm. press release is all these people we don't know in the glasshouse down there. Actually, yep. I can see Tuck and Lockyer and
0: Mick McGuan and yeah. a few
1: faces, Josh Fraser. But in the middle, the only one to be down on one knee in a kind of Colin Kaepernick posture. He's yeah. the great man, Peter. But he's looking very dapper. He's got a kind of linen yeah. uh, shirt yeah. um, and uh, spectacles and um, slides. And he just looks very kind of put-together, cerebral. Um, but you're right, Damo, they've, they've really heroed the big man. It could have gone the other way, especially around the time his, you know, hospitality pub enterprises went south. You, you mm. can see the trajectory of a classic, Ex Collingwood star just fading into oblivion,
0: but does, does he work? Does he would right? Is he still involved in? Do we know this? Does anyone know this? Is is what's Dake's up to these days? Is or is this it? Is I he have just no full idea. time? Full time on the um on the on the Collingwood teat, and if he is, that's fantastic. That's you know hats off, and they are really getting their you know getting their salaries worth out of him because remi- he is everywhere at the moment.
1: He is everywhere. It reminds me of Turkey. Have you been to Turkey?
0: <laughs> I haven't been to Turkey. Not recently, no. I
1: was lucky enough to get go, get over to Turkey in 2013, and um, mm. everywhere you look in Turkey, there's <laughs> flags and posters <laughs> of their great man, uh, Kemal Atatürk. Yeah. Okay. Who really kind of came to represent, um, you know, the whole modern secular state of Turkey, industrialized, mm. and he, he was the hero. Yeah. He, he, Poster child. And it's like a hundred years ago, right? But he's still absolutely everywhere. And it's like we are just putting dates on every piece yeah. of press release, every piece of merchandise. He's the, he's become the face.
0: It's, yeah, there's the great visual there of just you know like Soviet era, just having Peter's face everywhere on like flags and you know murals and you know shrines everywhere you go around the the Lexus Center. Could see that happening,
1: right? And you mentioned the film, the 2023 mm-hmm. Magpie film. So let's have a let's have a look at that
0: now. Okay, let's let's dive in. Legendary. It's a word that gets thrown around a lot these days, but when it works, it works. You see, legendary doesn't just happen. Legendary is created. There's small moments that lead to something bigger. You can recreate and add your own (laughs) flair. You want to lift a chair? Go ahead. You want to sign pie?
1: Sure. This side is meat.
0: Make it whatever you like, because you decide what's legendary. So pick a place, pick a time, and come together in the black and white.
1: And remember.
0: When you're in the moment, relish it. (laughs) Because that, my friends, is legendary. You'll know it when you see it. Okay, so we- there we go. What is it? Make it legendary. Mate. It's, yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, Peter Dacos at the helm again. I, w-
1: I want to find, I find myself wanting to find reason to critique it. And, mm. you know, this slight uneasiness of the boys club returning, taking over with Graham Wright, Ned Kelly, and now Peter Dacos on the face of everything. But the mm. reality is it just makes me feel so safe seeing Jake's yeah. Warm, yeah. and i think it I, look i think it's well done you've got the you've got the humor there with the signing of the pie and the lifting of the chair you've got the younger generation you know is it the perfect advertisement maybe not but putting the great man's face on it does give it like some kind of gravitas which let's be honest like we could easily be sitting here in an alternate universe saying you know what they need they need to get peter dacos back on you back back into the eyeballs of every member yeah. as part yeah. of a rebranding and that's what they've done. So I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, look, it's 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 not bad. I, I think it's I think it's pretty good for an in-house production. Um and yeah, overall there was enough last year. Right. Right. To to fill out, you know, 20 minutes of, you know, hype video for the 2023 season. They didn't do that. They just pulled out a couple, the Ash Johnson moment, Jamie Elliott few other bits and pieces i think that's enough dacos helming it um kicking off kicking off in just like classic fashion with the, uh, you know the um piece to the camera. dictionary you know the dictionary oh, right. know, yeah. meaning yeah and legendary being a word that's tossed around a lot it is tossed around a lot it's tossed around by the afl every year i think every single grand final campaign is like be legendary make it legendary you are legendary <laughs> Legendary moments, it's like true. yeah. Maybe we have seen it. Could it be Do you remember it? the he, milk? There was a milk activation, like legendary. All oh right, know if you saw he that could one, have gone with like, like,
1: like banana. Could have been the <laughs> word, and then the definition of banana.
0: You know. <laughs> it could, yeah. It could have been sock football. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? Remember, he yeah. used to kick. Was that him or was that Nick that used to kick around the sock football? I don't no, know. It was but Peter was his mum saying. Yeah, oh, Peter
1: th- I used to kick around the sock around the house. So <laughs> yes. day.
0: sock football would have been a um would have been an epic <laughs> because epic let's be honest, we don't need to learn the definition
1: football. of legendary. But sock football, the yeah. audience wouldn't know where to start, so you would actually need to introduce them to that concept. Yeah.
0: Well, we've been talking about we've been talking about this, uh, and we're not gonna do a um we're not gonna do a theme, I don't think, this year. Because I mean, what's the point? We've got to make it legendary, but um we've all we've always kicked around, I think lately, just this the 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 idea of notorious being a really interesting space for Collingwood to own. I uh, know we've in the past we've talked about Collingwood being the bad boys and owning that and all of that stuff. I think notorious in my mind does it a little bit more uh it's probably a better articulation because notorious is being if you look at the definition being generally known and, and spoken of right. widely and often unfavorably and I think that's I think that's just you know a perfect um summary of the Collingwood Football Club and you know then you've got the kind of villain hero Imagine um, if archetypes.
1: They launched that same brand film but with notorious and the clips were of all the X Men players being arrested and betting <laughs> yeah. scandals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, people getting into fights on and off the field, Tunnel Nightclub.
0: It'd be a That'd longer s- edit, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Serious I, I think, sizzle really. I think there's, you know, I think there's something in there. But look, make it like, we we can move on from this one. I think make it legendary uh fits. Uh and it probably leads into um into into season 2023 because yeah there's some uh there's a big season to follow isn't there but before we do that let's let's keep rolling. Um interesting Interesting piece of news that came up that sort of lit us up, and I don't know if everyone's seen this, but um, it's got to do with the AFL merchandise and right. long been critics here on Pie Heart of just the quality of of Collingwood and AFL merchandise, mm-hmm. um, and just the expectations that you know it it's it could be much better, right? And it could be more interesting. So the AFLs just recently done a ten year deal, a partnership with Fanatics out of the US. Uh, Fanatics, if you're not aware, is a multinational e-commerce tech company that specializes in the production and manufacturing of, of sports merchandise all around the world. Now, they have huge tie-ups with the NFL in the US, the NBA, Formula One, golf leagues. They're, they're basically the number one merchandise provider in the world.
1: Mm.
0: So, uh, an announcement was made. So, they've, they've officially joined as the, um, the partner of the AFL and AFLW. Um, what that will mean, I guess for fans is, is there's going to be a new e-commerce site set up. So they're going to take over operations of the AFL store. They're going to be creating new AFL merchandise with, they've got a bunch of brands that sort of sit under, um, the Fanatics banner. So they'll be producing them under that, uh, under those banners. I know this is really weird, but I think in the U S they also have the Fanatics organization also has a contract with Nike to produce, um, college, college gear, college right. apparel, well, jerseys and co- stuff like that. College is massive
1: over there though. College
0: it? is huge, right? And it's March Madness at the moment. But it'll be interesting to see what comes out. I've got high hopes. I think it's going to be a big step up in terms of the level of quality that we've seen before and also some, some interesting new merchandise options that comes out because Here's my
1: issue though, Damien. Mm. It's like, Shoot. I kind of don't really understand what the play is here. Is it to make AFL merch cooler because obviously that's the gold standard is like the way nba and possibly nfl merch kind of breaks through the membrane of like sport supporting and Mm. becomes like cultural culturally cool like street clothes in a way that afl merch has never been like the only time i see afl merch outside of kind of afl um the afl kind of Ecosystem or the world of like supporting around stadiums and stuff in this country is weirdly at the Indian test matches when there's always yeah. a bloke with like there's a hawthorn Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. But is it just to bring the cool factor? Because I, I'm not, I'm not really sold that just because you're making better mm. stitched apparel with possibly better designs, whether you can actually like culturally shift that that space into some into into something a product which is like. It's desirable for young young people in a, in a cool way.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's twofold. I think the first the first piece is infrastructure right? So it's going to it's going to enable hopefully better better quality gear at a better price point because it's an international organization. So better contracts. Right. Then you're going to get the the e-commerce part so it's going to be a smoother you know retail experience, which I think is really important. I think at the moment it's 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 horrible. But imagine you know imagine getting your AFL gear sent out within a matter of hours or days or you know I think I think it'll just be it'll be a smoother online um, experience. And then yeah, I think I think coolness is it, that's up for debate. I don't know. Everyone has a different version of of what cool is when it comes to um, supporter gear, whether you're four or whether you're forty. So I don't know i think I think what what we'll start to see is a little bit more um, a little bit more updated and um what am i what am I trying to say here a little bit more relevant um right. merchandise, so stuff you know, we, we, we bemoan the fact that a lot of the AFL merchandise you wouldn't wear. I just wouldn't wear that. it looks so shit, yeah. Whereas I, I feel like if you look at what a lot of the fanatics have done and especially around the, the, the sports of NBA and NFL is they've bought back, you know, more interesting pieces hmm. and they can do that. They don't have to, you know, put all their eggs in one basket when it comes to one design or anything. They can probably throw a few things out there and, and lean on what's been popular in other sports in other markets. But we'll see because it's the AFL, right? It's not the NBA. It's not the NFL. So, it's a much smaller market. It's a much more local market. And yeah, they're not gonna be selling a shit ton of um of jerseys, are they? So they must
1: be licking yeah. their lips though, the the fanatics powers that be seeing all these middle aged white guys with flabby arms wearing their <laughs> ar- armless guernseys, they don't
0: understand. You know who will be licking their lips? And it's you know those you know the um you know those guys that dress up guys and girls that dress up in yellow wigs and go to like AFL events? And they're called the Fanatics. You know, they used oh, to follow yeah, Leighton around. yeah. So, they're either going to get a, get a huge bag from Fanatics in terms of, you know, here's 10 million. Can you just stop calling yourself Fanatics because we're in Australia now? Or get the lawyer get the lawyer email or the lawyer letter and, and the cease and desist. I don't know which way it's going to go, but they, <laughs> could, they could profit handsomely for, for just having the name Fanatics in this market. I hope have to
1: hopefully to. they own the uh, URL. get a bit of coin that way all right so sad news uh from the last couple of weeks was that i totally had a fucking brain melt um, mm. I was driving What's to happened? Melbourne one day and I was excited to get a message from you or via you from, um, I think, Pie Heart socials detailing the um, latest outing for the beloved Pie Hard the Greyhound. Yeah, sad. Sad story, this one. And I was just swept. I think you, know, like, you never want to get this kind of message. I never want to get this kind of message immediately no. post-coffee because... My optimism for the world um and my hope and my my sense of like deep personal luck is just heightened so much in the hour after i've had my um my strong flat Afterglow. Mm. and unfortunately the piehard um the next race came through uh via our whatsapp and it's you think you said they're running in Ballarat in an hour
0: yeah so if anyone missed our last episode there's a there's a greyhound running around in Victoria called pie Hard at right, the moment, yeah, yeah it's had about I don't know, what did we say, about eight starts, a mm. bunch of seconds, but hasn't really lit up um, those in the, in, the, in the hound world, sadly.
1: Well, I, was, I don't know because the thing, the thing that was juicy about this <laughs> message mm. you sent me was that she was running as favourite in Ballarat. Mm. And I'm not sure if it was just another race and, um, you know, she was low on the, the pecking order. I would have fallen for the trap, but I did. I thought oh, I could do worse here. So I put um, I, I, I put a flutter on. And, Please um,
0: Gamble responsibly.
1: Haven't seen the vision. I was in my cast, but I managed to hear um, the call. And um, Pihad didn't do so well. I don't even know. I mean, I think Pihad was barely mentioned in the call. So I think it was like very <laughs> yeah, quick. That's, fade. that's
0: normally how a race goes. They, they, they don't tend to mention the. The ones and, that finished
1: last and to add insult to injury mm. days later i think you were notified um that uh pie hard's for sale and there's the ad here <laughs> got up again it says collar pie hard yeah just mm. just over two years 10 starts zero four two so four seconds two mm. thirds yeah ten starts aussie infrared by dundee ellie ellie is a beautiful god so god girl Ellie, like so they've got their actual normal name, like their house name. Yeah, that's name.
0: the, that's the ken- kennel name. The kennel name is. Right, is, okay. Yeah, 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 it's
1: kind yeah. of disappointing that she doesn't get called pie heart at home. But anyway, <laughs> Ellie is yeah. a beautiful girl, would suit owner trainer, great kennel dog, has excellent yeah. early speed. Mm, um, early speed, that's the dubious. problem, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> being very, the early speed. Being it's very, very unlucky not, not to break her maiden. Yeah. Private message me for price, dog le- located in Romsey. It did. It did get me thinking that we could possibly... Oh, Crowdfunding a uh return to the yeah. nest. Yeah. For a pie hard day at the races.
0: What if we bought pie hard and then just took it to the Lexus Center and just put a bow on it, you know, attention Jeff and just left it humanely at the front door of the Lexus Center and drove off. Um, but that became the Lexus Center hound. It was the you know, you know, like a lot of schools have a have a um a like dog an old people's
1: home kind yeah, yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I don't really trust Jeff Brown not to, you know, <laughs> just bring in the RSPCA and put the thing down straight away. That's uh, sad news. Um, it is. I sad hope Piehard finds a great home up there in Robson's mm. surrounds.
0: Yeah, and if anyone wants a hound, uh, get in touch. We can probably get in touch with the owners, and, and Piehard could run again. Beautiful. Hopefully. I mean,
1: she's she's only two. She's a exquisite looking creature. Gunmetal grey. Yeah. Metal gray. Mm. yeah. Um, with excellent early speed, so mm. in touch.
0: Okay, so uh, yeah, I was I was in of all places Akron on the weekend. Akron, of course, being home to HG Turf, who are the Akron, Akron, yeah, who are HG Turf being the official supplier of turf to the MCG. And I was chatting to the locals up there about the absolute shit show that was the Ed Sheeran concerts. Now, if you were one of the many many thousands of attendees at the Ed Sheeran concert and were walking on the hallowed turf of the MCG then you should feel some shade of uh, of responsibility here because those poor guys at hg turf have been putting in some enormous hours Two weeks out from from um, the start of the season to repair the MCG turf. Yeah, is it even after possible? After two concerts, I don't. I think they've just ripped the whole thing up and just reseeded it. So yeah. it could be, you know, that well, scenario. No, when
1: it can't be. It can't be yeah. reseeded. They've obviously rolled. Oh,
0: they rolled,
1: relayed. It, it wasn't planned, was it?
0: it I don't have think been so. Planned. You can't. I think it was the first time in like. Was it the first time in like seven years? You've got that issue with replaced. the. Um, it's
1: like with Telstra Dome back in yeah. the day, and. Yeah, you can roll it out, but it takes a while for the rolls to get Well then it started together. sliding, didn't it? And you yeah. get people's like footy boots kind of disappear into a canyon between the rolls. <laughs> yeah, that's the divots. I think it's deeply disconcerting two weeks mm. out. Like, is this is round one, you know, like <laughs> what
0: the fuck? Well, they were they were like they were they were calling out. They were calling out for extra support around the township because they needed to truck all of this turf in and they needed extra hands on the ground because yeah, absolutely. This was not planned and then the, the best bit about it was <laughs> I love this bit. So they just finished they just finished r- rolling out the turf on the um on the MCG and then Sheeran played the Adelaide Oval and did the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> to like the adelaide they, oval don't they roll out like <laughs> so ma- They a the matting or something to protect the turf yeah they did but i think this is a new stage it was like kind of in the round you know like he yeah. played he played in the middle and then sort of surrounding and i think i think i tell normally, you what, yeah
1: i hope your mates at acheron are mm. sending hg turf shout out to hg turf big fat invoice because we know that edward can
0: afford can pay it. Yeah, he can. Yeah, so um, we'll see. Friday night or when does it kick off? It kicks off Thursday night. We'll see what it's like. But, um, yeah, interesting Interesting to um, to have to just redo the entire surface mere days out from the, the start of the AFL. Um, and I dare say with all the concussion talk going on with the AFL, they don't need another lawsuit on their hands. So I don't
1: think we've heard the last of this issue mm-hmm. because yeah, we're playing – think- are we the first team to play on it, or it was Thursday night? I think we're
0: the second. Are we? Right. Yeah. Well, that's Thursday just night. as well.
1: We can throw Carlton to the the Wolves.
0: Not I too think. late to change it to um, Colonial. Well, back to Vic Park. Uh, yeah, wouldn't, a, pan- wouldn't that be, a panicked
1: uh, return to Vic Park?
0: Yeah, that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. All right, let's keep rolling.
1: So, demo. Think, we've yeah. uh, there was some news during the week, which was even more unsettling than. The, for me, and the MCG dog. turf replacement disaster, oh, right. even more unsettling than Pie Hard the Dog being sold for horse meat, if that's a thing, <laughs> was the fact that Collingwood released a statement uh, concurrently with Port Adelaide uh, Football Club saying that we had now agreed that Port Adelaide could wear their um, Heritage Prison Bar jersey uh, Guernsey uh, hmm. during their round three showdown with Adelaide and I don't know how I'm not sure about you Damo but honestly it, it really took me aback it really surprised me I've, I just thought that Jeff Brown I thought that his entire Schutzbar, his whole yeah. his whole signature kind of identity was bringing uh, continuing in his own fashion that soft power and hard power that we yeah. saw with twenty years of Maguire, where yeah. you basically act like you own the place because you do, and we own the black and white stripes legally, mm-hmm. thanks to a contract which was signed um, when Port Adelaide entered the league in ninety seven.
0: Yeah, what was
1: your first thought when you saw the news?
0: Um, well, I'll answer your. I'll I'll, I'll answer your. Kind of response first—the this, this soft and hard leadership style of Jeff Brown. This is this is arc. This is classic Jeff Brown, just stepping outside of the Maguire shadow, right. and and being his own man. And 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 um and I I see I saw that. So when I when I saw the news, I was like, that wasn't to me. It wasn't entirely unexpected that Brown would zig when Maguire zagged. Right. And I think I said to you, I said I said maybe on the group chat that it felt like this was a this was like a another cathartic sort of moment for the collingwood football club where you know as part of the charter of of do better where mm-hmm. collingwood has just gone through two years of acknowledging their past that part of that is acknowledging the history of others right and i i, I do feel like it's it's connected i do think that there is some form of of uh, cultural acknowledgement there as part of that decision. But what I did like about it, and I, right. what I, what I really loved about it was, regardless of what you think about whether Port Adelaide should be granted the, the ability to wear, I don't really give a shit to be honest, but I love that it's Collingwood calling the shots. It's Collingwood's decision. And that's just like, to me, it's like Collingwood is the dominatrix in this scenario with the, Six-inch stilettos, cherry red stilettos, <laughs> and Port Adelaide has the Gimp mask, and it really is Collingwood. Just you know, even even in what many would describe as a um, you know a softening or or a, a, a you know an act of generosity, still wields that power mm. to you know Port Adelaide on its knees. You may wear your jumper you see. for this game only. I think you might be onto something i just could not
1: compute what was happening here and it wasn't Mm. until i read jeff brown's statement that i started to realize the type of 4d chess our president was involved in now have a listen I'll, i'll try and paraphrase since the formation of the collingwood football club in 1892 this is jeff brown we've worn black and white stripes blah 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 the most iconic in australian football when port adelaide and today fell in 1997 a binding agreement was signed between club and collingwood with Port giving up the black and white colours and the magpie emblem as part of their entrance to the competition. While we own the stripes in the AFL competition, we acknowledge the history and origins of Port Adelaide Football Club, blah, blah, blah. As president of the club board and and following ongoing discussions with Port Adelaide and Koshi, they've given support to wear their prison bar Guernsey in their upcoming home showdown against the Crows in round three. Mm. Now listen to this. We face Port Adelaide in round two at the MCG and we urge both clubs supporter bases to attend along with encouraging all SA based Collingwood and Port Adelaide members and supporters to travel to Victoria for the match Collingwood in conjunction with Port Adelaide will be putting on buses from Adelaide to Melbourne with details around travel options to be communicated directly to football supporters yeah I've just suddenly realised bang epiphany and this is my pies wide chat by the way I suddenly realized that Jeff Brown, just like he did last year when he made Koshy think that they were going to accede to yep. their, their you know, hopes to wear the Guernsey, but then retracted. What mm. he's really going to do here is reconfirm the fact that we own all black and white stripes. And in mm. round two versus Port Adelaide you'll see the Collingwood team run out in the prison bar in the prison bar oh, I mean.
0: <laughs> as <laughs> the ultimate
1: alpha move
0: I did not see this coming but <laughs> yes wouldn't that be I mean maybe that's why Nike hasn't hasn't revealed its cards yet because they don't want to give it away too early but yeah if Collingwood was to run out in a in a classic prison prison bar style strip against the power when they're wearing their teal lightning bolt strip,
1: it's black and white stripes. It's magpie. We own it.
0: It's huge. Right? It's huge, isn't it? Is this and an, and just delving deeper into this arrangement with Port Adelaide, is this a lease type agreement, like a novated lease, where Port Adelaide can wear it, but Collingwood they have to pay Collingwood? Is that sort of part of the there's, agreement?
1: There's got to be some weird under the table shit going down. Like it's weird. I mean, I, I believe they've only been granted the right for one game. It's not an ongoing mm. thing. No but I, I saw Koshi's statement didn't even mention us like you said you know we still maintain the kind of alpha dog status and they're the gimp which <laughs> that is true <laughs> yeah, from our perspective it's so true yeah but yeah from our perspective, from their perspective like he didn't even acknowledge he didn't really acknowledge kind of, yeah. it wasn't like thank you for the graciousness of the collingwood board it was just like bang on about port lad heritage and he yeah, called it was like he, an, it wasn't about it the time. he's like yeah. it's, the, it's the people's jumper he's all you know it's fucking bullshit.
0: Well, I think you might be right. I think it could be the fact that Collingwood just pips them to it and runs out in a prison bar strip. I, 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 didn't like, I didn't like there was a, there was a lack of humility mm-hmm. from the Port Adelaide Football Club in their announcement, um, just a gracious acknowledgement that Collingwood had granted them, you know, their wish, their dying meal, if you will, um, to wear that strip. And then I didn't like the fact that everyone was commenting on port adelaide wearing the prison bar and then there was this narrative emerged that it's not prison bar it's wharf pylons or something did you see that all right it's meant to represent represent like the pylons of a wharf or something and i was just like just 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 stop it just stop it just wear your jumper you wear it anyway didn't they didn't they play a game and then it was like one of the most cheese cheesy things i've ever seen related to football but they played their show. You remember this? They played the showdown against Adelaide, and then they came in. <laughs> they came in off oh, the ground and put it on. At afterwards. One, and then they either had it on underneath or just put it on they and put it on. Uh, it it's just sickle- the most. It was a fuck you to our oh my you know, god blocking it was, of them. It was yeah, sickening. Of them. And I, even if you're a Port Adelaide fan, you just had to look away because it was a you know. Have you Koshy been down the like in Port Adelaide? Not no. See, I made not a music video. Uh, right? <laughs> did you? Oh,
1: did you? Adelaide band. Um, bad Dreams what, Bad
0: Dreams Yeah Big time
1: And uh, Mate If you're If you're mm. lurking around The pylons in the wharf You're a grubby fucking
0: club Let me tell yeah. you that Yeah Yeah I must steer yeah, clear of those pylons mm. Okay, let's dive into what are we doing. This is a bit of a crystal ball segment. And just before we start our crystal ball segment, I've got right. whenever we do a season prediction, you know, segment on Hard, because look, let's be honest, it's not our forte talking about football and analysis and stats and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's not mine, but I love. We've got a shout out. When was it? Was it two years ago? We had we had a season prediction episode lined up, and I just love bringing this back, but. We had engaged a, basically a witch um, (laughs) from the northern suburbs of Melbourne, a self-described witch, clairvoyant, um, to come on the pod and give us uh, her predictions for the year. Um, Premiers, how Collingwood would fare, players that would come on. Really, when we say get the crystal ball out, we genuinely meant get the crystal ball out. And she was a bit flaky. And wouldn't return my calls and sort of we just moved on. Mm. And then I think it was a matter of months after that when COVID hit, she was outed as the Bunnings – Crazy person, crazy <laughs> oh, witch. Do you, okay. do you remember that?
1: Like, like a checkout aggression type thing.
0: I think so. Yeah, I think I think something went pear, and and it was probably a good thing that we didn't get that 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 particular witch on. But no witches for you today. Just some really. I thought you were say you got back in touch. No, 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 no. no. Ban that one. That that one's blocked off my phone. Um, but I might get you to start off, Alex, with your season predictions, and I'm assuming these are going to be quite different to the uh, 10,000 other predictions that are floating around this week on any form of media that you watch. So I can't wait to. to well, why don't we start there? Kick well, I mm. think
1: the dynamic of, you know, the media narrative, has been interesting. I think you've got this bifurcation between people who Barrick for Collingwood, who feel bullish on account of, the recruits, the kind of mastermind Graham uh, right. Doing is balling patching holes, bolstering those weak spots. But then you've got this quite dominant other narrative, um, which couldn't be more different. Which is around how we fluked all the close games, um, and we can't be expected to come through in so many, um, you know, in so many small margins this year, and that we're going to fall out of the eight. And I noticed that Caroline Wilson was a proponent of the latter. Um, but from a from a piehard kind of lens, I, I think about I think about great sequels, and that's yeah. my only concern is when you've watched a great film. I, I don't know whether you can remember any great sequels, Damien, but when you see a really great, um, you know, first film, it's which last year was. I mean, it was unique. It was it had excitement. It had all the drama in the world. It had heroes and villains. It had you know, nail-biting finishes pretty much every week. I do worry that from a dra- dramatic perspective, from an edge-of-your-seat perspective, it's a hard act to follow. Um, the only sequels I could think of which managed mm. to kind of come anywhere near the original, um, I put out their Godfather 2. Yeah. Not as good, uh, I would say, but did a decent job. Yeah. Um, Terminator 2. Yeah. That's possibly the ultimate aliens, yeah. With Sigourney Weaver, yeah. Good, good. The bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Some big,
0: big classic films
1: in that mix. We've just got to hope that we can have a ride that resembles last year in any fashion because it was it was special.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. I I won't delve into the sequel. I think you I think you've nailed it there. Although I will say that I love any sequel that um, replaces the lead actor. You know it's a good sequel when they, they bring back the second film, but the original lead has been replaced by another actor, but plays the same character. Isn't that right. <laughs> just like the sun? And I was also I was chatting to someone, I think it was like two weeks ago, right? And they were telling me that, and Pyhard will be screaming. Pyhard, the legion of listeners will be screaming down the uh, the speaker when they hear this. But someone was telling me that the the highest ranked film on Rotten Tomatoes is Paddington Two. Have you heard that? <laughs> the sequel to Paddington? It's like the, the highest rated film on, of, of everything on, on t- tomato. Anyway, yeah, I, I, it's a nice segue into um, one of my expectations or, or predictions for this year. And I was going to throw it out. You probably know who this is, but I was going to say, I was going to ask you to tell us who you think the most under pressure The Collingwood person with the most pressure on them going into this season would be? You talking player? Anyone.
1: Oh, anyone in the whole organisation?
0: Organisation, top to bottom. Bootstrapper up to the CEO.
1: Well, the CEO is new this year, so I think he gets a free pass for a little while. Um, Graham Wright's been anointed for the next two decades. The coach is coming off a terrific first-year campaign, so he's untouchable for a number of years to come. The only player I think that who who jumps to mind who might be uh, under pressure to keep his spot would be um, the Gallipoli vet himself, WHE.
0: Mm. No, I'm going to say Craig McRae. I think Craig McRae is under the most amount of pressure at the Collingwood Football Club this year. And let me just explain why. He's had the most amazing first season, right? he's not so under he
1: pressure f- to lose his job. You're just saying under
0: pressure to- I'm not saying- No, I said nothing about- No, oh, think right. of McRae as an R&B artist, right? He's just released- Debut album. An acclaimed debut album. Mm. He's now back in the lab, right? And he's, he's sitting down with a blank piece of paper and he's set to yep. write what many would say is, is a very difficult second album. Now, as an artist, you really have two options in this, in this predicament. You either- you either knuckle down and to commercial pressure and you really try and exceed more singles, more hits, and you really go for go for broke. Mm. Or you take a different path and maybe bring in a string section or yeah. you go I was completely say they get you go bored.
1: acoustic. Yeah. They don't want to be typecast. A- well you so don't they, have the pressure. They sometimes if s- try and step outside of that style. Yeah. That if you created. come
0: out and say you've done a concept album or something, then immediately the critics are going, all right, we just it's Kendrick Lamar? He's just trying something different. But no, I think not to lose his job at all. No, his his job's right. probably under the most pressure. security and in that's the club. A good take. But it's under a- the pressure, because there's a lot of there was not, wasn't a lot of expectation on Collingwood last year. There was a new coach, new system, new game plan, new coaching supports, and as fans, the expectation was we just want to be competitive. We want to play football the way that we think football should be played, and that's fast and it's attacking. Yeah goals frenetic now we got that we got that in spades we were one kick we're kicking a bit away from a from a grand final um one of the one of the surprise teams of last year and everything was new the message was new um connection with the players was new Mm. his philosophies were new now it's year two so he has to re-engage those players he's bringing in some new players and i think this is where you see this kind of fractured narrative out there in the media about collingwood's um position this year because a lot of people don't know they don't know if that first album was a flash in the pan they don't know if mcrae is the second coming of jesus and this is going to be one of the one of the most successful runs of collingwood history in the last you know 100 years mm. it's a very it's a very difficult thing to predict did you see that so,
1: article likening him to ted lasso
0: yeah, we we did we did comment on that one on pie heart. I, I didn't read that article and I also haven't seen Ted Lasso, so I right, probably felt a, a hard flat one then. for me to dive in. <laughs> it's a hard one for me to uh, dissect in this little little section. But I, I love I was you know, we were we were engaging with um, fabulous Phil, um, friend of the pod. And right. we love whenever Collingwood and culture is is mentioned in the same whispered in the same word. So no, I don't know what that story was about, but I'm all for it
1: yeah well I think it's a good take from you the whole um under pressure I think under pressure just to um you know even he he set the bar high you would think that the second year in um the players would be more adept and more um drilled with the game plan the chaos kind of system I I believe that it might take a little bit longer for the team to gel I think there's going to be a lot of a fair amount of change on paper when you're looking at the inns you know possibly you know, McStay, Bobby Hill, possibly Frampton, Mitchell. I don't think it's necessarily that easy just to plug and play plug these new newcomers in and suddenly, like, hit your straps. But um, I would say that one of my predictions for the year would be that Dugowie's, um long run of indiscretions off-field is not quite over. And <laughs> oh, I'm, oh. I'm going to put Ooh. it out there that Jeez. in the second half of the season, Degoe will be accused of something (laughs) borderline criminal or of a sexual nature um, on a nightclub dance floor, but wrongly accused. And I think the reason he'll be wrongly Mm. accused is because after a squeaky clean season or or three quarters of a season where Degoe is absolutely dominating, and I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see peak Degoe, finally. Mm. I think think we're going to see Degoe, as one of the three best players in the competition, I think that the the media and the public, we crying out, you know, for for the old narrative to try and drag him back. You know, no one wants to see a, no one outside Collingwood wants to see a, a Collingwood player reformed. They want to they want to tar them with the brush, yeah. um, of their past indiscretions. So they'll be coming
0: for him. There'll be there'll be phones over cubicles. Is that what you're saying?
1: He's going to be accused of something, but wrongly accused. Yeah, mm. yeah. that's a prediction. Yeah.
0: It's like a John Grisham film, isn't
1: it? The other one is, um, and mark my words, this is going to happen uh, on King's birthday. Uh, I presume that's the first time we play in Melbourne.
0: Oh, yeah. Three votes, Brody Grundy. Yeah. Put that in the bank. The villain. Sure.
1: And it's kind of a nice. Finally. It's kind of. It's a bit like last pod you're saying that you like that he suddenly got a bit of cunt about him <laughs> once he's left the club. The <laughs> chutzpah. The chutzpah. Kind of, it's kind of a nice um, rounding off of the Grundy story that, I don't think it's over yet, put it that way. Mm, He's got to no. hurt us somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, he will. He'll come back and three votes on that one. Um, interesting you mentioned. So, I think one of my predictions is we're going to see a breakout season. And some some may say we've already seen this, but a breakout season from uh, Nathan Murphy.
1: Right, yeah. And let,
0: let me explain why. I think um, of all the recruits that we've um, secured on the off-season, the, the one that makes me – <laughs> the one that i'm most nervous about, the one that looks the most shaky mm. is um none other than Billy Frampton yeah he's kind of a ready
1: made jack Magin replacement yeah so respect. we've seen
0: you know, this was this is a guy that was i think he was taken he's two hundred centimeters right, so he's good looking specimen fit you know uh powerful two hundred centimeters he's got all the hallmarks of an a f l football was taken at pick eighty four by Port Adelaide was sent packing from Port Adelaide and picked up by Adelaide and then was sent oh, right. packing by Adelaide to Collingwood. Yeah, the third the other club picks. thing
1: does it often work out? I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. Well, I don't know and it's it's a bit too early to put the um put the big marker through Frampton big Frampton at this point in time but let me let me um let me just let me get get a little bit wild here for one second. What if So, Frampton versus Murphy for that Spot it's it goes to Murphy, but that leaves us very weak. I think our weak spot this year is our defense. If I'm being completely honest, you mean like lockdown um, defenders, lockdown de- well just defensive unit as a re- whole. We've well, got we've got good rebounders. No, we've got good rebounders, but if, if you look at ha- Maynard,
1: how okay? Moore. Let me
0: let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase rephrase that. Key position defenders, yes, I we're agree. light. Gorillas. Okay, so we we can get ripped apart. Yes, we've got good re- running rebound rebound defenders, but that's nothing if if the forward hawkins kicks nine.
1: It's because old mate, um, what's his name, Roughhead, kind of retired prematurely, didn't he?
0: Okay, so I've got, I've, got a, I've got a prediction here. This is a big prediction. We'll revisit this halfway through the year. Right, yeah. Brody, Brody Meyercheck gets sent back, sent back Get out. to defence as a key lockdown defender with Murphy and with Darcy Moore, Captain Darcy Moore. Forward line, you have McStay and Cox and potentially... We, we give Frampton a go down there. Uh, he has played forward in the past. He has kicked goals. Not recently. I know he was picked as a, a, a tall defender. But if you do have Cox, McStay, and potentially a Frampton in the forward line with all of our high-pressure, high-tackling, noble, sharp-shooting forward line... Could be interesting, but I'd be I'd be Noble. looking at that as a potential uh, a potential switch up for season twenty twenty
1: three. See, I think your first point was to me rang more true is that Frampton might be rubbish. I think Markov looked terrible in that, um, and we're not we're not here to assassinate players so early in the season. So kind of got to watch my words. But I think there's a potential that they might not be you know up to the level. But one of my predictions, demo was also around my Um I reckon it's going to be the main team, Mycheek McStay. Mm-hmm. I think that there's so much pent up frustration in the terminator around being the sole tall forward basically who, you know, apart from Cox who who, who was never really a tall forward, Mycheek. Um he was always a bit undersized, so he had to play a crash and bash, you know, like he just routinely would be trying to snap the post. Um and and just the bravery and um injury prone kind of the, the hectic kind of courage you'd show on the field has been terrific over the years. But I reckon there's a lot of pent-up frustration. And I reckon bringing McStay in, who's got a bit of an engine and a bit of grit about him, I think they might form a pretty mean team. I think they might get a bit violent. I think they might get a bit tough. Mm-hmm. And I think okay. that's what we kind of need. Um, but I also I don't, I don't see my check going back um, because then you end up with the same situation where McStay is the sole undersized mobile tall who's not really tall enough
0: well that's not what i'm saying i'm saying you'd throw frampton forward so you've got right frampton mcstay and cox as your tall forward line potentially rotating and the squadron of the swoop squad around their
1: ankles respect the way you're throwing the magnets around Mm, um mm, mm. and it would be exciting early to, to be doing that well look exciting to see what what different magnets can do in different positions um I reckon one thing demo would be there will be a Bobby Hill love affair with oh, the Collingwood yeah. faithful with the outer, yeah. yeah. You know, like we we've talked about this often, but we we've missed um, having really quality crumbing forwards because our sh- tall our short players are often play tall. If you think of Jamie Elliott, mm. Ginnivan to a degree, they're often not pure crummers, and they often yeah, don't yeah. have that exquisite you know skill set not necessarily yeah. although
0: yeah and and Bobby Hill feels a lot like Ginevin in the sense that he'll be a player that really feeds off the energy of the crowd right and an audience and let's face it he hasn't had any of that playing for West Sydney you just don't you don't get that you don't get that voltage you don't get that that contact high from yep. playing uh, at Canberra in front of oh, his 790 whole seven
1: hundred and ninety people, whole profile just would just be so elevated. It?
0: So you wait until he you wait until he snaps his first goal in front of the in front of the Collingwood faithful. He's got cult with Hero eighty nine thousand, doesn't he? And once you get that high, you are just going to chase that in a Collingwood jumper. So very excited for that. I think before we round out the predictions, just final prediction from you is uh, where will Collingwood finish on the ladder in season 2023 oh
1: it's such a tough one because you want to drink the Kool-Aid and you want to feel mm. bullish with all the recruits and I do I think our mm. depth is better um as I said earlier I'm not sure that you can second year coach I'm not um a number of ins from different clubs I'm not sure you can gel into a premiership outfit in that amount of time yeah I feels to me like there'd be more likely that we're a couple of years off hitting a peak and as we said as we've said many times the day Cossian calendar would indicate that it's all about Nick's maturity as well and on, on that note I'll just add that this is a blasphemy but I wouldn't be surprised to see Nick have a really really solid season between midfield and half back but not necessary you know with increased attention from the opposition not necessarily lighting up the mcg on a weekly basis more really solid a great contributor in yeah. in a kind of engine in there but look it's it's a really difficult question i i would expect to finish the regular season uh in f- f- fifth or sixth place interesting but then with the um, impetus and motivation of the collingwood army coming to yeah. play the mcg in september and hopefully we don't have to do any of these fucking, um scg trips <laughs> road anymore. trips god
0: damn it yeah we yeah, could co- end big, up making a prelim big final big final at the mcg regardless of who who it's against you know you're always you're always betting on collingwood in that regard so yeah i had sixth what did I say? Did I say fifth? Um, or fifth or sixth. You were, you were yeah. definitely on the fence with that one. But, yeah, I, I'd say sixth would right. be a great return after last year. So and like all, you said- It
1: all comes down to if you win finals, though. There's one thing finishing the season. Of course. But, yeah, I think that if, if you're able to- It hurts to lose a prelim, but um, we'd, be hoping, we'd be hoping to make a prelim.
0: I think, I think the calls of Collingwood finishing outside the eight are- uh, Way that's weird. clickbaity. That's clickbaity. I think that's, that's, that's the headline, right, whenever a pundit would say that because I, I, don't, I don't think Collingwood would have dropped off significantly from last year in we, terms of output. And that's ex- big expectations on Port Adelaide and Fremantle and Richmond and Carlton too. You know what I think that where improve. that comes
1: from? You know, there was this weird scenario, that love affair with Collingwood from people – like opposition supporters, where everyone started to jump on board the bandwagon because that such was the drama and the momentum. Yeah, I think they woke up in the off season. They're like Fuck, <laughs>
0: cold sweat. What? What was that? What are we like? doing? Yeah, they, yeah.
1: They couldn't believe that they'd actually kind of been on board with us, and they're trying to you know make up for that.
0: Um, they saw Lee Montaigne, and they were like, oh, "That's that's what I should be doing. That's what I need to be <laughs> exactly. doing. Just shit canning Collingwood at any juncture, regardless of fact or yeah." <laughs> Okay, well, I think that's I think that's all I've got on the docket for today. I think um, we should connect maybe on Friday, but very excited to see you again. Very excited to be back at the MCG, kick off another season, huge clash against Geelong. Right. Wouldn't want it any other way. Can't uh, wait to
1: walk through the Fitzroy Gardens with the – Yeah. Still, still trees with leaves on them at this time yeah. of year, but you start to get a glimpse of the light towers. I mean, that's just my favourite moment and – and I must say, just before we go, mm. is there a better week in football than the week before round one? Because you've oh, got it's exciting, isn't it? even though we've just said we're going to finish fifth and sixth, <laughs> you've got all <laughs> the optimism. You yeah. got all the op- you got no reason to doubt anything. Um, people say the best week's grand final week, but if you're in the grand final, you're fucking terrified. All yeah, week.
0: no, the best the best week is now. Yeah, this is a expectations fantastic are high. Week in you're football. excited. You've been waiting. There's there's brand new HG turf. On the MCG surface, yeah, crevices, you can smell it. You can roll smell your it ankles from here. in. You've had a long weekend. Beer prices and pie prices have gone up, but you're not letting that, you know, take the steam out of, out of the week before AFL. You know, things are happening. There's buzz, there's chatter, it's still warm. Yeah. Pie hard's back. You know, it's an exciting time, we've got to say. It's a very exciting time to be in football. And, yeah, okay, so we'll see you at the MCG. Um, check us out on socials. Don't forget to follow us at Pie Hard Podcast. Listen, like, subscribe to never miss an episode of your favorite Collingwood Cultural Pod. And we will be back next week uh, with more hot cultural takes on the Collingwood Football Club and beyond. Can't wait. Alex, enjoy the rest of your long weekend and uh, we'll see you next week. This is Bad Dreams from Adelaide. This is Pie Hard.